Welcome to Under the Radar with me, Sean Hughes. I am so happy uh, Rhys Shearsmith's uh, agreed to come in. I've been trying to get you in for a while. We're mates. We are. But we don't talk anymore. I know, yeah. Why? Why is that? Well... <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a really bad the real, way. the real reason. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason. It's just I know. busy people, aren't we? Well, yeah, no, because, like, we're, you've been so busy. Like, the, the first thing I wanted to ask you is... Because, like, you did that slight uh, comeback with the League of Gentlemen... Oh, yes, we did at the, for the Royal Free, yeah. Which went really, December really well. First. Yes, that was extraordinary, actually, because it was on a great bill of very much bigger people than us, like you know, Rowan Atkinson and Harry Hill, and we, they left us till... We got in the dressing yeah. room, and, and we said, when are we on? I want to get back to... I want to go to bed. Yeah, I and know, they said, that's we're what not, you like. You're on last. So we, ha- head, we were headliners. How did you feel about that? Well, I didn't... I found it strange. I've always maintained that we were never that... Loved or liked or known, but now so, you know it. But well, n- now apparently it was really a really great program that everyone is, reveres. And so were they? Were they shouting back the lines at you and stuff? Or? No, not particularly. I mean, I think there was some people there that maybe thought, "Who are these people?" But the, generally, it was like we were. It was a thing that we would had reformed for those three. Actually, sketches. that's the other thing I wanted to say to you was uh, I was reading recently because I know when you've been doing your straight plays, yeah, that sometimes people shout up League of Gentlemen. Stuff. Yeah, I've had that. Yes, you I know that been happening to uh what's his face doing richard the uh, third or richard the second oh uh, martin yeah they'd be no, checking up hobbit stuff really mm. and also apparently oh, giving him God. standing ovations every time he walked on which kind of kills the play yeah you well that's hard to as long yeah if it was disruptive then that's not good is it yeah, but I don't know about it. Is this true, or is it just like here? Well, I read about it. I think it was in the Metro, so right. it's probably not true. <laughs> right. Because okay. isn't their first eight pages now corrections of mistakes they made the day before on their paper? <laughs> is it? Yes, uh, yeah, I think well that's, that's the first eight pages. Right, right. Sorry we made a mistake about this, blah, 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 right. blah. Right, I don't, I don't but, read So, are you... So, yeah, that was a great thing, and it was an, and, and then we had a lot of interest going, are you, are you, would you do more League of Gentlemen? And, like, well, you didn't want it. Who um, want... Um, no, I don't think so. Not for the but moment. so you're you're pretty much an actor now, then. Well, it always was one, Sean. I know, but the League of Gentlemen was you writing comedy, yeah, comedy. But we're doing an inside number nine, which I think is meant to be funny. <laughs> no, it isn't. So uh, we, I do feel like I'm still kind of in the comedy world. But yeah, and I do like acting. Yeah, and they, uh, they're all acting projects to me. But when, when you started off, did you see yourself as a comic or an actor? I think an actor that could do comedy, enjoyed, enjoyed yeah. doing comedy and had that more of a, of a bent than straight drama. But, like, when the three yous got together, it was, like, as a comedy group rather than an acting group, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess so. But the thing that set it apart was that it was well acted. And I think it, we just wanted it... The discipline that we approached the sketches was as if it was... You had to sit down and watch it like a piece of theatre. And that was what was difficult about going to Edinburgh and being among groups of... You know, on a on a bill with other stand-ups, we were the worst thing on it because they, yeah. they were all addressing the audience. We came on doing our little fourth wall sketches, and it was terrible. Do you know the first time I saw you was uh, at that horrible pub in Highgate, the Gatehouse? Yeah, when Why you were trying. That was, that was yeah, that was the second. Things. Yeah, that, that was the we were trying new stuff out on stage. For you the were great, series. by the way. Well, thank you. Yeah, it was it was second series stuff trying trying it out on stage to before we thought yes, it works. Because we'd done that with the first lot. We thought, let's just do it live, tried and tested, and then we can dare to think it'll be all right. See, now, knowing you quite well, because we did, like, we shared a room for yeah, four yeah. months, doing um, As You Like as It, you like it. Um, which was 25 minutes too long. 
we still must yeah. agree. You know that song at the yes, end? Yes, it all was, just going, wasn't it? Yeah. Why are we doing this song? Doing a dance, yeah. It was a <laughs> curious production, wasn't it? Yeah, was there was a, a tiny moment. Do you remember that moment when, um, I don't know what the scene was, where the grape fell down the stage? Oh, yes, that one. Yeah. <laughs> it rolled and rolled, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and we just played that out. Yeah, watching this but, grape roll down the stage. And also, it was that weird thing of... Um, because, like, for people who don't know, like, uh, you'll always have an un- understudy. Yeah. But my girlfriend in it, the understudy was a bloke. And that's, he had to come on. That's and do you remember, right. remember we did that thing of, uh, which we totally went off script and just went, I think that's a bloke. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> I think we got into trouble about that as well, didn't Probably, we? Probably, yeah. You can't um, improvise Shakespeare. But we did, yeah, we'd men who comment on it. Well, remember well. the, the uh, director said, I was the only one, Sean, you're anarchy, you can say whatever you want. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, but fool. the rest of us were going, yeah. don't ever put a foot out of place. You were fool, yeah. But it was like, I remember just trying to uh, make Dominic West corpse in the last 20 minutes. <laughs> every yeah, night. he's a very sly, very dry fellow, isn't he? Very, he's funny, he's got a funny sense of humor. Yeah, he's beautiful, yeah. Yeah, but it is, you'd have to kind of get past it initially, you could think. I was taking him all the wrong way to start with, but then I realised he's, he's very funny. Well, you know what? He said, to, I went out with him one night and he said to me, I pretend to be thick. Right. So when people realise I'm actually clever, they get really surprised. Right, yeah. And then therefore make him elevate him to even cleverer than he actually is. Yeah, but he did go to Eton and all that. I know, yeah, of course. Yeah, no, he's not thick at all. But so with you, um, like, you're obsessed by magic. I do love magic, yeah. No, obsessed, (laughs) Riz. Yeah, I do. I am quite obsessed with it, yeah. Where did that come from? I don't know. It's a childhood hobby that's maintained. And I kind of have grown back into it with... My friendship with Andy Nyman, who does it professionally and with Darren and stuff. And I I find it fascinating. I find the methods fascinating and the stuff that looks like it's nothing, but that it's everything. Yeah. And that's kind of like acting, you know. But don't you, uh, you go on eBay and buy magic tricks. Yeah, I do, yeah. Not just that. I mean, I go to these obscure websites and and find people that build stuff and and spend a lot lot of money. Yeah, which your wife hates you for, Yeah. But Yet you, you tend to do that when she's away. <laughs> so try and sl- sneak them in the house. She always finds out, though, because they're, well, yeah, they're all upstairs in, his, in my room, my but magic so, room. Is there, like, because also with the League of Gentlemen, it was very macabre, you know. So <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm just trying to get to the bottom of, because uh, you're a really easygoing person. And I just yeah, don't understand so. where that goes, where that comes from. Yeah, well, I think it's just um, the element of, uh, of of surprise and how thrilling that is when you watch a thing and you're not expecting where it's going and and that letting yourself go when you watch a horror film or something that's potentially frightening i think that's a great feeling you feel alive and See, that's interesting we've spoken about this before i can i don't like horror films I know, and if, if i do watch me. one it'll have to be first thing in the morning because <laughs> if i watch it at night time you want to forget about I won't it by sleep. the end of, yeah it's interesting that, but isn't it? you've no problem with that do you not have no, weird I mean, dreams some, I, no i don't have i never remember my dreams I never, ever remember them. Just, that I is never, a nonsense. Well, yeah, I might remember them subliminally or subconsciously, yeah. but I don't remember... Well, I wake up and it's like I've died in the night and I just wake up again and I've come back to life. But see, that, that's the weird thing, because like, you've got young kids yeah. and you love horror, and you're not frightened that some of that will rub off on them. Not really, no. I mean, I think, if anything, I'm really puritanical. I'm like, they haven't seen Chitty Bang Bang yet, and they're 10 and 11. Well, I'll take them if you want. No, 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 no. It's too scary. And I'm very it's not scary. Childcatcher, the worst terrible it's memory from Benny my childhood. Hill. 
Ben Hill is in it, I can see. <laughs> he is the child catcher. He's not going to frighten anyone. That's, ben Hill isn't the child catcher. He's the All right, man of course plays he is, the yeah. But the child catcher is Robert Hillman. But and nevertheless, yeah, I'm really, I, I'm very, I, I um, filter through a lot of things that most children have seen, and I don't let my children. You know, see I got asked to do play the child catcher. Did you? I remember you telling yeah. me. I think, yeah. But it was like summertime. But and it I felt wasn't like, very. Was it? I never saw the musical of the it was Kitty Bangles. Brilliant, was it? Yeah, what it shame. was. I should have seen it. But um, I just felt it was like doing panto for the summer. Yeah, because all you are it. going to children. Yeah, of course you are. Every it's inappropriate now, anyway. anyway yeah, yeah very much for yeah. me, anyway. <laughs> um, but so, but that's the thing. So, like, but you, you can't kind of gauge where this love of horror. No, came I can't from. really. I mean, I would love um, when I was little. I had a, a, a toy skeleton, a skull that I called a mermit. What's a mermit? I don't know. It's a made-up name. <laughs> I called it my mermit, and I got it from Whole Fair in about 1972, and I was obsessed with it, and it had a little bit of scraggly hair on it, it glow in the dark skull. And I just what was, age were you then? I don't know, ten, nine, eight. Oh, that's still. That's the, I thought it'd be a bit younger. Yeah, and um, I don't think, not like I mean, I can't remember beyond that. But like four years old and watching horror, I wasn't um, particularly like um, presented with horror films when I shouldn't have been. I felt like I was quite old when I watched them. We were well, the video nasty age. To be fair, Hull is a horrible place. <laughs> that's it's, it's also City of Culture, two thousand seventeen. Not yet, though. Well, yeah, but it will be. Well, hang on. Have you been there lately? No, I went last year when I was honoured with an honorary doctorate from Hollywood. And you took that? I've got two now. Right. Two, double doctor. Yes, I took it. <laughs> I wouldn't what take do you mean? it. What do you mean? Why would you take it? I would not it? take it. What, from got... Hull? Or anywhere? From anywhere. Why? It's because, because you've never been asked. If it, when presented... I have been asked, actually. Why didn't you do it then? I just went... I didn't study so, but it's about your body of work that you've done in your career, not about studying philosophy. See, the only thing I'll say, like, I've been to Hull quite a lot lately. I don't know why that is, <laughs> but right. uh, I played the um, the folk festival in Beverly, and Beverly oh, is right. such that's, that's a nice. lovely place. Beverly's lovely, yeah. But then I had to get the train from Hull, and this was at like half nine on a Sunday morning, right? And I was frightened of people. That's because you're nine. older now and fearful of the youth. That's there's a very good point to that. But yeah. it is just it's a weird place. And I, I always, it is weird. Hull is weird because you don't. There's no like unless you're you and you're having to go there. You don't. There's no reason to go there. You have to choose to go there. Yeah. Otherwise, you can bypass it all the time, and that makes for an odd kind of oxbow lake of of peculiarity. I'm really hoping the city culture really helps it because I, I and I'm not taking the piss out of all. I think it needs that because right. as I say just walking around it it's uh, it's a frightening place. Right. Well not the, the people that live there wouldn't say so. They'd but, be friendly toward me. Well the Yorkshire people are friendly anyway. Yeah they that's, are. That's yeah. a given. How can you live in London and then go to Hull and think you're frightened? But I'm telling you it was half nine in the morning, and I was scared. Is it the half nine pass? Well, yeah, because I shouldn't be frightened at <laughs> half nine in the morning. You watch horror films at half nine in the morning. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't that much. I saw <laughs> one that day, but, um, but isn't that really weird? Because because um, you were brought up there, and like I know your brother's a fisherman and stuff. Yes, he is. So yeah. like, what was the um, what was the situation? Because like, you must have had. And I don't mean this in a bad way. Like ideas above your station, because you must have been nothing expected of you. Yeah, well, I think. I mean, I was always. Arty, I wanted to do art, and I was, I'm good at drawing, and I, that was my career, that was what I was going to do, and I, I was kind of like, oh, you're the one that's going to go to art school in. So they and I did helped pushing, you with that. Yeah, yeah, and I got A-level art in one year and got an A and was just all on course, and I got a, a, part, a place in the, the graphic design school in Hull. Graphic design is not art, Rose. 
Well, I was going to be able to do art within it. And then I suddenly, last minute, thought and confounded everyone's expectations because I said, I don't want to do it, I want to act. And I went to Bretton Hall, which was hedging so my bets. Was there a moment where you went, I want to act? Well, just through, um, I mean, doing it with like video cameras and school plays. And I, I, I enjoyed doing it. Okay. I enjoyed writing sketches and being silly and enjoyed acting. Never really thought I could do it, but I thought, if I don't try it now, this is the, the crossroads got to try and do and it. And what age were you then? Leaving school, so I was, what is it, eight, 18, because I did sixth form. So, obviously you were very driven then. I think so, yeah. I think, and looking back now, we were really driven. I don't see, I look back at the whole progression of where we went, oh, we did League of Gentlemen, we left college. Yeah, but no, let's not skip over that, so. Yeah, but I, I never thought that I would have the um, drive to end up where we where we are now but i was driven enough to think yes i want to leave home it was bizarre to me to think i was going to leave home it was hell of course you're going to leave yeah but that you know all my life been there and then suddenly leave moving it was only an hour away to be fair it was leeds yeah, yeah wakefield so oh god wakefield that's another terrible place no you're making a lot of enemies <laughs> no I, I'm, I'm just being truthful i played uh that beautiful theater in wakefield yeah which the is right which is the one right beside the uh, prison. Yes, that's right, yeah. And, um, again, uh, like, I like to... Confuse the two. Well, I, I tend to uh, walk around the towns. I, this was around... <laughs> keep frightened. Yeah, half three, everyone was drunk. <laughs> In Wakefield? Yeah, I assume because they were unemployed. Right, well, yeah, Probably. But um, but I'm still fascinated by who's in the prison because they got yeah. some really some bad people in that one. Yeah, yeah. Some really bad yeah, people. Yeah. But I uh, my, my my biggest memory of Wakefield is this guy came into the show like he obviously paid in, came in five minutes late and just went. He was about seventy. Went sorry, sorry for being late, and left five minutes before the end. Even though it was a narrative, the show I was doing. He went, Sean, love on the show, have to go. Really? Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I kind of just went... He had another show to go to that he was five minutes <laughs> late for. very much. <laughs> but it was like... Because like, there's a line I do, weirdly, at Beverly, I just said, I will never ask anyone directions in Yorkshire because if you say to someone in Yorkshire, is uh, Wakefield over to the left? They go, I went to Wakefield when I was a child uh, for the summertime <laughs> and all of a sudden you're there a half hour later going, so is it to the left? And that's what Yorkshire people... And I love that about them. Yeah. But you with. need a lot of time. To be in Yorkshire, <laughs> but see, the, but having said that, like when I slag off Wakefield, then they've got that brilliant uh, museum, and uh, yeah, yeah, the Barbara Hepworth, yeah, yeah, and also um, in the Yorkshire Sculpture Park is yeah. one of the most amazing places in and the world, and that is exactly where we were because that was where Bretton Hall was situated at the Yorkshire Bretton Hall. Yorkshire. Really? Yeah, that was where it was. Yeah, and so it's when, not there anymore. It's a teacher training college. When you uh, went to the oh, class, maybe it's not even that. I think it's a police anyway. Who knows? It what doesn't it matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, when you went to the class, were you all in the same class? You and Steve and No, Mark? no, Mark and Steve were the year above. Right. So I was like this fledgling that they were laughing at. And, Steve's uh, kind of, uh, like, he seems to have now have got this situation of the put-upon person in every programme. Yeah, well, I mean, you're speaking about Happy Valley. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But no, no, more than that, he tends to play that. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's like for a while Mark played Vickers. Yeah, yeah, it's funny how I don't. So, but you, you and Steve wrote uh, number nine, and then yeah. with Mark, obviously you're you're still good friends and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But you just got too busy about other stuff. I think so. Yeah, we there was talk the other week about, and there is talk of a 
of doing something together. But it's just setting aside the time and going, right, we really are going to do it and we're going to start from now. Yeah, but Mark will insist it's Doctor Who, though, won't he? No, no. I think he wants to do something uh, with us again. And it'd be good, and I think the time would be right. But wasn't it, um, if I'm correct as well, it's you and Steve wrote together, and then Mark wrote the other stuff. With Jeremy. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And that's always been the way it was. We did cross-pollinate sometimes, but generally that was the writing teams, yeah. So when, when you were in uh, Britain Hall, was it a situation where uh, you all joined the drama, kind of sock? Uh, well, Steve and Mark were already doing stuff, and they were like fabled for doing these great shows that went to the National Student Drama Festival and Edinburgh Festival, and they'd done stuff, and they were like the ones that were doing stuff outside of the norm and writing their own stuff and putting it on where they needn't have you know what was good about Breton it wasn't very good was that it, it left you to your own devices so if you had a natural instinct to want to do shows but and that's plays, pretty much every university I guess so it? yeah but um, as far as like teaching you voice and movement it was just like jumping around 8.45 in the morning wasn't very good and so I think did, it got good but we were not there how did you jump into like obviously these guys who were a year above you well, I didn't know them at Breton. I knew them, and, and uh, I was kind of slightly in awe of them because they were doing kind of what I would like to do. And I did my own version of it in my year. And then I, and I didn't really know them as friends. I knew them a little bit, but not massively. And it wasn't until three years after Breton that we came back together to do sketches together. See, well, how did that come about? Like, I take it you were in different places Yeah, well, in it, was in, it was in London. I moved to London in 1990. And in 1992, Steve out the blue contacted me and asked me to do the poster for Death Warmed Up, which was a play that they'd done at, went at Breton and were now remounting at the Canal Cafe in Maida Vale. And he knew I was good at art. And uh, so somehow, out, literally out of nowhere, I got a phone call from him. And I was like, oh, right, yeah, good. But and just to it. do the poster? Yeah, yeah, it was nothing to do with being in it or acting in it. So it were just, you, kind of when you were doing the, drawing the poster, kind of going, I'm pretty good as an actor. I could do this as well. <laughs> no, not particularly, but I think he always thought I could do it. And... Um, and, and knew we were like-minded but then it wasn't until gordon anderson who was a friend of jeremy's who was um a director of the fringe he put us together as a group <clears throat> and said you should do some sketches together and i've got a slot and it was at the um cockpit theater which is shut now in um off the edgeware road and we did some of the first sketches ever that were to become some of the characters from the league and that was how it started so was it like you know um sometimes when people write a film they'll, they'll put a big like whiteboard of you know saying this is what's going to happen to each character was yeah. that a bit like that with the league of gentlemen no not really we the, the initial thing was, was always just a sketch of with a funny idea so a, a restart woman that doesn't like the unemployed um you know a, an agony aunt that's horrible with their advice so it was just a joke thing that you could just get very quickly but then what was different i think was that we then ran with that idea so we took pauline yeah. and did another scene with her and, and the character's had a bit more of a tussle with her, and it became more of a story. Where and the initial joke went by the wayside, but you but stayed with the character. Weirdly, my favourite bits, and I hope they're the bits you wrote, and I think they were, was um, and this goes through all your career in that sense of, uh, you know, you, you take on the grotesque and you go right, that's the given. Yeah. But it's things like I I will never forget that line in the League of Gentlemen when. Uh, you, like, the whole day had gone really bad, and you just went, have we missed the sandwiches? <laughs> have we missed the cakes? So, was that yours? Yes, yes. See, that's, I can always tell. And it's a bit like uh, <laughs> the clown in, uh, in Psychoville, Psychoville yeah. when, when he goes, 
I paid for that, Carl. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm paying for that. Yeah, that's you, yeah. <laughs> yes. See, and that's what I love about it. I can always tell when they're your lines. And, yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm sure, like, you don't, like, you know, go, uh, you know, I, it's a Yeah, yeah, no, thing. no, of course, yeah. I don't re- recall a lot of... But isn't it really weird well. you always go for the kind of minutiae? Yeah, well, I mean, I I don't know what it is that works with, with me and Steve writing, but I think it's, it's a good um, pairing, because I think we do help one another's failings i mean steve's very particular and with structure and everything and i'm just a bit more instinctive and i just think it'll be funny and i and, I, and he kind of trusts me with that and together we managed to put the stuff together right. having collaborated with people before are you the walker around the room or are you the writer uh probably the walk around the room i yeah. prefer doing that than writing although sometimes he will say will you do this for me <laughs> <laughs> i have to take the reins but, but yeah, we do do it a lot in the room together, and there's a lot of silence and a lot of thinking and working out what it is we want to get out of a scene before we even start writing it, so we don't feel trapped. You put in it. a lot of work, I know that for a fact. But yeah. See, but that's the thing that, do you not miss that in that sense of, like, so, like you know, we are, like, you won't admit to any of this, but when you're acting, sometimes you're looking at those lines going, these are shit. Yeah. Yes. What, especially, you know, when you've written your own. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's another process that it all goes through when you start rehearsing it, which is the realisation suddenly that you've toiled all this time and you don't need half of it. Yeah. You think, I can do that in a look. I can literally... that. We don't. I've just realised now, standing on it on its feet, that's all redundant. We could just go from there to there. And it's always better. If ever you can get rid of words, do. You but know. do you actually... Uh, hassle's not the right word, but do you kind of consult a director or do you just let them get on with it? No, I think that we're probably overly... Um, I'm talking about your acting, not the League of Gentlemen. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Um, Yeah, I do, yeah. I often want to know what they want out of it and then think and i've got what ideas they've got i i do generally just do what i think and then it's like the best ones are when they make you better and they make you do something you've never would have thought of doing so what's the best thing that you like will spring to your mind that that's happened in that sense well just the other day um doing high rise with ben wheatley i was doing this scene now ben wheatley you have to explain is is probably one of the best directors knocking about now yeah i think he's doing really well yeah and he's got a real vision and he's very um you know he's great ben because he's 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 not stupid, and he kind of adjusts his role in the equation of being director to the level of input that he knows he'll have. So with Field in England, which was his film I did, it was really low budget, and he had total control because there was yeah. no th- risk. It was it cost the, name, the same as a half-hour television programme. But it was that weird thing, or wasn't it, where they put it on the cinema, the TV, yeah, yeah. the internet, the same I day? I think it was, that was Ben's idea. He wanted just to utilise that point in time when the heat is on it and use it as a lightning rod and more people watch it because of that then so, it bleed away on a few screens yeah. a few months later it comes on dvd and they go what oh right yeah and you don't you just harness it so it was an event see again you probably won't want me bringing this up but um i watch sunday brunch purely right. to see friends i remember you texted me saying yeah. i can't wait for that purely to see friends feeling uncomfortable yeah and i'll never forget like i don't want to slight tim lovejoy off but like you're there yeah, i've seen it I know, just, just yeah, exactly yeah. what I'm saying. He went, I was given it a couple of nights ago, didn't bother watching Didn't it. watch it, I was watching I, the football, you know how it is. And I just watched your face just go... I was furious. Yeah, I don't blame you in the slightest, but isn't it that... Because you, you went on Loose Women as well, which is I the did, yeah, about uncomfortable the, thing. I know, well, I was loath to do it, but they um, but said it would be good for one last push for the widow, but it was fine, actually, and they only spoke about the widow. I was primed that we were gonna, I was going to be talking about... 
um, a royal baby and a royal portrait and a new diet that's only water. And I was like, I don't fucking know anything about any of this. I have no interest. But they didn't mention it. They only spoke, I think, unusually about the programme because they were all hooked on it. But I could still feel your uncomfort because I can... Oh, you're not... You're exactly the same as me as you can't hide your uncomfort. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not very good at um, just being me and I would... I always avoid it. I've just done Celebrity Squares. What is wrong with you? I don't know. I was, I've lulled into it with nostalgia. Sorry, no. When you say nostalgia, do you mean money? No, no. It genuinely was. Oh, I, I remember Celebrity Squares with Bob Monk. Yeah, you remember good. being shit. No, I, I remember <laughs> it being fun and, like, the, the six to nine people in the boxes. Anyway, I did it and you know, I shouldn't have done it. So what uh, square were you in? Who, who was on with you? Um, Andy Peters. Right. <laughs> See, this I can't remember I mean, all of You are better than this. I know, I know. And I thought that, and I thought long and hard. But I thought, oh, no, fuck it, it'd be all right, it'd be fine. So what? <laughs> or was the, what's the worst that can happen? Nothing. Well, I are... always think my, the, my first thought when the I The worst I thing get that asked... can happen is you are feeling bad about it now. I know, but I don't feel that bad. It's a, it's you a, are probably going to go on holiday when that's on. It's so anecdotally a funny story to have done it. It was fine. Um, and Bridget Christie was on it. She was funny. That's a bit weird. Yeah, and... Um, sat in the dressing room before I went on to do my recording, who'd done the afternoon one, was Barry Humphreys, who I met for the first time, which was interesting to meet him. And he said to me, and I thought, oh, God, he said, are you doing this? I said, yeah. He said, it's very easy to very quickly get out of your depth. <laughs> oh, Christ. But that, that's from him, and he was on his head now. But surely but, um, that was the opposite, though. It's just, it's just, like, so much culture now is so lowbrow. And that, I know, I, I know. I consider that, I haven't seen it, but I consider it, it will be lowbrow. It's just a Saturday night quiz show, and it, I'll be on, it will come and go, and I won't, no one's going to think it. Did any you worse. smile during it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, falsely. I did it as best I could. <laughs> I took it as an acting role. That's exactly what I'm saying is, like, I love you so much, but um, if I ever see you on these programmes, I just go, I'm watching this. <laughs> well, exactly. And that's, I do it for you. Because... For your entertainment. Weirdly, like, and you're in a situation, you're very successful, you're, like, you're getting lots of work, and I, I've made a decision uh, where I will not do anything for celebrity anymore, I'll do things for ideas. For the thing, yeah. But surely you should feel the same. Yeah, and I do, and that. Of all the things, you know, I've done nothing else that you could level at me as being like a celebrity. I mean, I'm uncomfortable even. Because I'm not. I'm not a celebrity. I'm very rarely. No, on, I'm you, not known. I remember you telling me that uh, the uh, whatever film you were doing at the time, they wanted you to be on this morning, and they went, "We don't know who he is." Yeah, they did. That must be really. <laughs> thanks very much. Well, I mean, I don't know if I heard back that we don't know who he is, but it was. I'm not. He's not enough to be sat on the sofa. You know, I, I did this morning once, and again. PR, you know, makes you do these things. Yeah, as you yeah, well know. of course, yeah. And I was supposed to do an interview, and at the last minute, they had me uh, reviewing the papers instead. Oh God, I see. This is what I dread when you go on these things, and they they're suddenly asking you about the darts or yeah. something, and I don't know anything about it. I'm not here. I'm very happy to witter on about the thing itself for as long as you like, but don't draw me on, um, you know, the darts. latest budget or darts, for example. What do you think of the uh, reshuffle at the cabinet? I don't really know about it. <laughs> They're bringing in all the women. I know, yeah. Well, that's good, isn't it? I don't know. Enough for the sake of it. Like, what do you think about... Like, obviously you don't do panel shows, but I, I feel quite strongly that, um, like, Mock the Week and the like, they have to have a female on now. And I think Is that a, a given? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. They have, they to, have, have a... to have a female. And I just think that's patronising to the woman in that situation. Yeah, well, I don't... It's... 
Yeah, but there's a rule like that is odd, I think. Yeah. In this day and age, yeah, absolutely. But um, I don't watch it, I'm afraid. All I know about Mot the Week is that the last episode of Psychoville got moved and it's finale because Mot the Week was coming back. So I don't say have a lot of anger. don't have a lot of love for it. You're not gonna make me angry. You normally Reece, do. you are one of the most angry people I know. I'm calm down a bit now. Why is that? I don't know. I'm just I can't blood pressure won't take it. <laughs> But listen, what are you up to at the moment, then? I know um, you're doing the Ben thing. You're doing them higher ways, yeah. I'm just writing more on Inside Number Nines. It's very sedentary at the minute, so I've been going to the gym. Are you, are you going to do another silent one? No. I think it would be... If, you know, people are so pathetic. It would be, oh, yawn, yawn. They've done that already. Can't think of anything else. Even though it would probably be very good. But, like, like you must... Um, we really try to challenge ourselves to do things that are surprising, and, you know, you still get... I know, that's... Modern life, though. Yeah, true. But anyway, we're very pleased with that one, and that was a, a experimenting. Can you do it? And can you? And it was hard to do. Twenty-eight pages of of um, stage direction. It was brilliant. Well, that's very kind. And I think it will go down, as I say. Yeah, it's funny. And BBC have already repeated it. They've repeated it on terrestrial television as one off. Didn't Just they? Just a one yeah. off. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, what does that mean? Is this a bit of a weird one as well? Like, do you ask Mark what he thinks of all these? You know, when you and Steve write stuff. He'll text me and say he saw it and say it was good, yeah, or whatever. We do manage to see each other's things, and I watch Sherlock and say, oh, it was great last night, or whatever. Not out of duty, just if, we've, if yeah. I've seen it. Some things I haven't seen, so I, I can't comment on it. On them, purpose. But, yeah, deliberately avoid. But uh, he's um, always very supportive, yeah. I think he'd... I think he's, in, he's enjoying working on... He's doing Map and Lucia with Steve. And it's a drama from BBC Drama, but it's comedy. And I think he's enjoying doing a bit of comedy again. Yeah, because he, he kind of went out of the comedy bit for well, a yeah, while. Yeah, he's doing his Sherlock and his... And so, Ooh. are you just starting number nine now? So oh, no, I've written about three of them. But you... Like, where do you write very quickly, though, don't you? Well, I don't know what quickly is. I mean, it's about eight months normally before we think we're ready to give them, present them to Yeah, but body. then when you write them, you write them very quickly. You yes, think I about think them so. Than yeah, hard. yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yes, writing. Yeah, and there's a lot of rewriting, but yeah, very. Um, the scripts are good when we hand them in. They're not ropey and need a lot of work. Listen, Reese, it's been an absolute pleasure as ever. Thank you. Um, so I guess, uh, what's the next thing people can see you on television? That'll be the ITV detective drama I did called Chasing Shadows. Oh yeah, I look forward to that. And um, new... obviously, Celebrity Squares. Yeah, which more uh, importantly, I don't should... know when that's on. Well, we'll I will plug it yeah. to death once, once, once I find out. <laughs> You've been listening to uh, Under the Radar with me, Sean Hughes, uh, my very special guest, Reese Shearsmith. This is a, a Dog in the Fields production. Um, I hope you enjoyed it.